Hello and welcome to Rear View, the show where we get to chat to fascinating people from the motoring universe, learning how they got to where they are today. Hello, I'm Andrew and this is episode 5. For this show, I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Krista Adelby. Without further ado, I shall move on to our conversation where he introduces himself better than I'm able to. Welcome to this episode of Rear View and I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by Krista Adelby. Uh, could you introduce for the listeners, please, who you are and what is it that you do? Hello, I'm, I'm, um, I'm currently working as a test driver for, for Volvo Cars. Uh, I've been doing that for a little bit over a decade. Um, before that, I, I used to work as a, as a limousine driver and, and before that as a taxi driver. So I've, I've actually been paid to drive cars for, what is it, 19 years now and, and have probably done... 150,000 kilometers each of those years. So, um, wow, it's a, it's a lot of mileage racking up and, 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 uh, naturally this job is different, but it's still, it's still a lot of driving. So, so, um, that's the, that's the car part of the, of the story of the career. Interesting. Right. Well, I will delve into each of those in a bit. Yep. I'd like to go back in the mists of time Yes. To when you first started getting interested in cars, <laughs> and uh, did anyone help you along with this? Well, I've, I've, about five or six years ago, I, I spoke to my dad, and I, 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 we talked about, you know, how one's life changed, and, and, and with my current job and everything, and, and uh, I said that I, I developed my car interest so late in life. I wish I had, I wish I had, uh, you know started driving a go-kart when I was five, like everyone does. And, and he's, he told me that they'd bought a, a, one of these small, small toy cars uh, when I was a kid. And I kept riding it up and down the hallway until he finally threw it away and told me it got lost because he couldn't stand the constant hammering of, of, of it going over the tiles. Uh, and apparently, <laughs> as a child, I've been pointing to cars, looking at cars, and, and been drawn to cars. So contrary to what I thought, I've, I've apparently always always liked them and always always known about them and, and, and had an eye for them um, but I'd say it, it really started back in around 98 maybe the real interest I had a friend who was very into cars and, and that's when it sort of bloomed if you will uh, mm -hmm. I think that's when also when I started as a, as a taxi driver for, for one year so um you say this interest bloomed. So, were you into motorsport, or were you normal cars, regular cars, or was there a particular aspect that you were interested in? Or I think I've always been boring that way because he he and I were very into Formula One back then. It was the whole Schumacher uh, thing, and 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 the only thing that would make me turn off my phone was the Sundays when when it was Formula One. Uh, <laughs> so I, I was very into that, but I was I was. Maybe not so much into the whole thing. I was into the driving and, and looking at them and, and seeing how they, what they did and how they did it, and, and the actual, the actual driving. The competition part has maybe never thrilled me in that aspect of, of motorsport. But but watching the cars and the drivers and and, and nowadays with the internet and the in-car movies and everything, that's that's very interesting. Um, we we went to some races. The 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 you know about the BTCC and the STCC um, mm -hmm. being similar, and, and we saw some of those. Richard Rydell and these guys 
yeah. driving and naturally. But even then, I, I didn't I didn't know as much as I should have possibly about the drivers. But it was the cars and the driving that was that was the thing for me. I think and still is, I suppose. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah. So when with with you you said that at that time around that time you um, started the job as the taxiing was. Um, was that just uh, you wanted a job, or, or? Um, I'd done the the uh, within quotes military service. Uh, I, I swapped and became a, a fireman, which is one mm-hmm. of the best things I've done. I think I learned very very much doing that. Um, and after that, yeah, just like you said, I, I was just going to do it for a while. I still remember my first day, and I went in there. I, I got my license on my own. Um, and and um, I simply went down there, knocked on the door, and, and went into the to the taxi company that I knew of, the only one I knew of. Knocked on the door and said that I'd like a job. And some of them started talking to me, and I said to them that I I'm just going to do this a little while, you know, before I sort of go on with my life. And they all laughed, and I was there for ten years. So yeah, <laughs> uh, that's that's. Uh, once taxi, always taxi. I moved on to <laughs> to limo, which is a different company and a different way of working, but but it was still the same business. So so, but basically, yeah, I figured I'd be there for a year, maybe, and then move on with studies or something. You know, a mm-hmm. real job. <laughs> and how long were you doing the limoing? Well, the taxi was just a year, and then I drove the limo for for almost ten years. Okay. Uh, but it's it's the same thing. It's just that it's prepaid and it's a bit even more expensive cars, I suppose. Uh, yeah. But mostly sedans and you know discreet cars. Yes. Then after the limo, you moved to Volvo. Is that correct? I did. Well, I I heard about this. We we drove a lot naturally uh, for. Oh, I forgot to say that. But we we drove a lot of customers for Volvo. Uh, okay. We drove executives. We drove perfectly regular uh, people like me. I, I still travel with through the same company that that hands out the drives. You know, when I come home from from an expedition or whatnot, and and um, so we drove all kinds of old people. We were out by Volvo a lot. I knew the last year I, I drove specifically for Volvo out at Volvo in Gothenburg. So I, I was just driving around out there. Uh, so I knew basically every door and every every corridor at, at both research and development and the factory, um, and I heard about this this place and, and finally I got a pickup at Hellerid. Uh I mean I knew they had a proving ground somewhere, but I didn't know how big it was or or what it was or or you know because it was still. A bit more secret back then. Today, with mm. the internet, it's it's more exposed. But back then, it was still still kept away more. And and uh, I found out I had an in, uh, so I, I I called up the guy who would be my boss and, and asked him if I could send in my my resume. And and he told me that they weren't looking for people. And I said, but can I please send it in anyway? And uh, mm. He said, it's no use. And I said, I know, but can I please send it in anyway? <laughs> and he You're not up. listening to me. Exactly. You're not listening to me. Take this, please. <laughs> and um, and uh, that's that's the advantage of being persistent, I suppose. And I sent it in, and, and nothing happened. And half a year later, the, the phone rang. And I 
I got invited to an interview, and, and a few days later, he told me I had a job. So, so um, that's Excellent. that's how it went down. Oh, that's that's cool. Um, and there is a lesson for never giving up. Exactly. Don't take the first no. Don't take the first no. That's or the sure. second, or the third. <laughs> Okay, so while you're doing the driving, yes. um, work of the taxi, the limo, and then moving into um, the test driving, Yes, you presumably had your own cars? Uh, private cars, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. What, what did you start off with, and how old were you when you, you got your first car? Oh, man. Um, that was actually when I had just started working for the for the the taxi company I told you about where I where I just mm-hmm. knocked on the door and I just needed something to you know get to work with uh, and um so I went to a, a a dealer I hadn't been to before and I looked around and I saw this uh green Volvo 850 it was a 93 I think year model uh GL with an automatic and I knew I wanted an automatic because I hadn't driven much of, of automatic gearboxes, so I, I figured that's what I wanted. And I bought mm-hmm. this hideous car. I know you guys are into design, and, and I think that car, more than anything, proves my complete lack of, of, of having an eye for what's what's beautiful in this world. <laughs> it was, I don't know, fly wing green with with a beige interior with black bits in it and and i know why i haven't any pictures i don't think it 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 gets stuck on film even that thing um (laughs) lovely car but but the the, whoever ordered it must have been you know either sick or blind um (laughs) so so that was my first car i i i wow I shiver even when I think about it now. But it was a good car. It was a, definitely a good car. Um, How long did you keep that? I kept that for maybe a year, I think, possibly. Mm-hmm. And so what did you move on to next? Uh, and then I had my, I think you've seen it on, on Twitter, my uh, beloved Laura, I think, was after that. Uh, that was a, a 240 that I... I actually got it for free. Uh, it, it had it had had a fire in the um, how do you say the ca- the cables the the sort of the wiring. Yeah, the wiring. Yeah, the, the, the wiring. And um, and I paid the insurance company uh, to to have it instead of them scrapping it. And we changed. Well, my friend did changed the whole wiring in the car from front to back, and we put it back together. And uh, I remember saying to him, shouldn't we at least try to start it before we put, you know, the carpets and the seats and everything back in? And he turns around. Uh, he had worked for Volvo for many years before this. And he turns around and he says to me, it's a 240. It'll start. And he, we put everything back together, turned the key, and it started like nothing. Oh, so, wow. so, it was, so that was a 240. After that, I had a 140, I think, because I eventually had to scrap that car. It It simply died on me. Uh, we actually tried to, I don't know if that's for this, but, but, um, we actually tried to kill the 240 the very last day I had it. We kept the coolant hoses and we, mm-hmm. we drove it and, and figured it, it would give up. Um, and eventually after like 45 minutes, it stopped. We were flooring it. We were putting it in park doing hundred kilometers an hour. 
and and eventually it died on us and we realized that it wasn't dead it was just out of gas so we went to get more gas <laughs> we refueled and we kept going and i think the total was was about 30 or 40 minutes until it finally really died uh next morning we came back took out the stereo and the alarm and such and and uh i tried to start it you know see if i could drive it to the scrapyard and and yeah it started no problem so oh, i drove it wow. i drove it to the scrapyard um, the old cast iron engines, indestructible. Quite. <laughs> uh, so you say you moved on to a 140? A 140. Uh, it actually looks... Uh, well, I was there with... with uh, um, uh, uh, Jesus. Names. Andrew. And and mm. at the museum. And, and I pointed out to the, to the 140 that, that was that, that was there. Uh, it oh, looks yeah. exactly yeah. like that. It had the same orange upholstery, and and the only difference was that it was a 142. I should have never sold that car if I had known now how how uh, in how good of a shape it was. I, I should have kept that one and just kept it nice. Um, oh, so but then you wouldn't have been able to move on and sample others. That's that's true. That's true. That's that's always the quandary for us. It is. We, we sit there and we go, I, I love this car. But I may love the next one as well, so exactly. I have to go and try it. Exactly. <laughs> That's actually, so what did you move on to next then? Uh, ooh, I'm trying to get the order right. Oh, no, I know. Uh, we had a, a, at Limo, we had a, a 945, a Volvo mm. station wagon, of course, uh, that we had been using for, for deliveries and such. We had a, a route that, that we used this car for. And uh, so we changed. I bought that. It, it only had like three hundred thousand kilometers on it, so it was basically new. And um, we changed. <laughs> just running. <laughs> just running. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we had a, at the same time we had a nine forty, a stretched one, the one that I drove, sort of worked in, uh, that just passed a million kilometers. So three hundred thousand was was not much. So we changed the bushings, and and that was it. It was one of the best cars I've had. Another one I should have kept, I suppose. I uh, could have kept. I would could have still have driven that one today. Mm. Uh, moved on from that one to a seven sixty. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's a theme developing here. Of- <laughs> it, it is. It is. Well, there was a there was a there was a Citroen in between there somewhere, and an AX eleven. You probably know what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a bit snug around the shoulders, but it was it was. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, it was, uh, besides uh, it tilting when I got in it, uh, leaning to the side, <laughs> it was actually, it wasn't, I liked that car. I, I can't help it. It was so extremely simple. Uh, you know, you got into it and you could just put keys and everything in one big open compartment on the dash. Mm. And you had to wind the way. There was basically nothing that could break on it because yeah. everything was manual. So I I, I kind of like that one. Not great in snow, but but good car nonetheless, especially for the city. Yes. Uh, so that was, and I got that one for free too. Um, <laughs> and and after that it was a 760. It's it's mm-hmm. nice to have had it because it has the same engine as the DeLorean. But running that engine to and from Hellerid. Um, almost 150 kilometers a day was not doing wonders for my personal economy. No, I can imagine. 
I uh, I wouldn't have dreamed of that a car could consume those amounts of fuel. Uh, it was so uh, yeah, I had to get rid of that quick. Yes. Uh, so what did you move on to after that? Uh, another 940, a wide one this time. Uh, one that was supposed to be called classic, but it was a full turbo. It had 165 horsepowers. Um, so uh, so it said turbo on the back, but it was a classic in 98. Also one of mm-hmm. those I could have still driven if I wanted to. I should have mm. just saved that one and saved the money. But as you say, you want new things. Yes. Um, that was just that was just transportation. I loved it, but it was it was not as magic as the as the station wagon I had. There's something about wagons to us Swedes, yes. I think. Well, uh, no, I agree with you. I think I think usually the shape is better than uh, the saloon or a hatchback. It seems it seems to suit them. Absolutely, I, I always feel anyway. Yeah, but absolutely, I, uh, but I have a soft spot for for estates. So. So after, okay, so after this, uh, not as magical. Uh, what did you want um, to? Ooh, I had two BMWs. I think they came after that one. I bought okay. a three sixteen i, an E thirty six, an eighty five. Uh, didn't like it. Sold it to one guy for more than I bought it for. Walked up the Linnea Street, which oh. is about a. 10-minute walk, met another guy who had a one-year newer and and with much less mileage on it, another one, for less money than I sold the other one for. (laughs) So I bought that one, had that one for maybe, I don't know, half a year or something, a year. Uh, That was a black, that that was actually quite a nice car. The black 320, sorry. The other one Mm. was a 320, the black one, so it had the 6 in it. Okay. very nice car. My only BMW, actually, so far. Uh, okay. Quite impressed with some of the solutions that they came up with already in, in 86. Uh, yeah. Vipers going down to interval when you stood still, even though you had them on, on constant speed. You know, the little things that they, technical solutions that they had in that car. I liked it. Yeah. And it had a sunroof. My only car ever with a sunroof. Yes, uh, I miss sunroofs. It is nice. It is nice. I, I think the way we've, we've all got aircon now, um, it, we seem to have generally lost that in designs. I mean, I know uh, they're sort of coming back a bit with the panoramic sunroofs, but um, the the S90 that Alan and I drove recently, um, SMMT yes. north in York, that, um, that had a sunroof, which was such a nice, uh, a nice surprise. It is. That, uh, that, oh, look, hang on. This, this hasn't been crossed off everybody's uh, design list, or we can have some roofs again. Exactly. So, no, I, I am a fan of those. I do prefer the, the panoramics, though, because you can slide the inner ceiling thing that's in, in yeah. front of the electrically instead of manually. But that's yeah. just me being lazy, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, but the first time I did that with my kids, it's though they'd never seen electricity, or it must have been when it must have been similar experience to when the caveman first made fire. It was this jawed, oh look at this happening! So probably. So, so from that point of view, I'm I'm all for the electronic uh, sliding exactly. in a roof <laughs> and, and closing. I mean, you leave it and you just press the lock key. At least on Volvo's, but on many German cars as well, and everything just. 
closes. That's what I like, I suppose. Yeah. So what did you move on to after the BM? Ooh. Um, I think that's when I started with the uh, company cars. Mm-hmm. So I had an, uh, uh, I, uh, that's actually the only car that I've, well, not bought, but specified from, from factory the exact way that I wanted it. Okay. So I had an, an, an S40, a white one, of course, uh, R design with the D2, but not the drive E engine. Okay. Uh, manual. Uh, great car. It was not, you know, our engine, our base engine, but it was still a very good engine uh, in, in the Volvos. Uh, I, I like that car as well. Very cheap. Very it had a lot of tax benefits because of the environmental being below 120 grams per kilometer thing mm-hmm. back then. Free parking in, in the city and so on. So it was oh, it was okay. it was a good car. Uh, very nice with the first time I think that I've had a car that's sort of made me feel anything for the interior of the car. Okay. Uh, that I've had, that I've owned. Uh, and after that, it was the V40. I think that's around the time I started knowing you guys on on Twitter, the golden golden <laughs> V40. Yes. Uh, yeah, and that, that's and after that, it's the one that I have now, the the BRZ, the one that has appeared in a few of your periscopes. A few of them, yes. Yes. Uh, I love that car. It, 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 well, how do you say? It, it, imp- it impresses me every single time I drive it. I think mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's brilliant in, in, in so many ways. Uh, I'm, I'm very impressed with what they've done. I've, I've not been lucky enough to drive one of those. Is it a bit of a, um, a step back from all the, um, aids and assists that we have in cars now that you're a bit more, um connected to the driving experience i is, is that definitely say so i i would imagine that it's the same charm that an mx5 gives the the driver uh mm-hmm. in in the analog uh it's analog in english right yeah yes analog yes. experience without the i mean the 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 just watch the the clock in the car it's been ripped out of an 1986 uh clock radio and, and put in the <laughs> in the dash, <laughs> and the controls are from I don't know. I'm guessing uh, uh, some kid's toy box, you know. But it's all it's very nice, and, and they've managed to everything you touch, everything your fingers grip is quite nice. I mean, the the handbrake is is leather, is leather, the steering wheel, the gearbox, the pad, everything feels nice. The seats and everything, but as soon as it's Stuff that you just look at, you can tell that they've just gone. Nah, we'll put in a differential instead. Just put plastic. Mm. So, so I'd say that they've gotten their priorities in the in the right order for for me yeah. at least. It is, it is definitely a driver's car. Yeah, I'd say so. Yes, yes. Mm. Okay, so if I can move back now to yeah. you, you've started doing um test driving at volvo now with obviously i i wouldn't ask any secrets or anything like that but can <laughs> you give us a, a <laughs> much as i'd love to yeah. uh, <laughs> um could you give us an idea of what what does what does a test driver do what what are the typical things you you are, you are asked to do in your in your job 
Um, well, when you first uh, when you first start out, there, there's a there's an article in my in my bio that I actually read through myself just to get a grip of what I've what I've said and what's come across, and and it's because having been there so long, you lose touch of of what it would be for you know what it was like for me when I came up there the first the first time. Um, and 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 naturally, as you as you develop, it, it takes years before you can do everything uh, with high speeds and, and and whatnot and weather and, and everything. But mm. um, I remember my first very first day. I, I had the job, but I hadn't actually started working. It was more of a "we'll show you around the facilities" stuff yeah. uh, type of day. And 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 he he took us around. In, in a, it was a P20, uh, an XC90, I think. Um, and he took us around one lap on, on each of the 15, I think, different tracks uh, mm-hmm. that, that a car can go on. And I had a fairly good, you know, I serviced my own cars and I, I changed stuff on the 940s. And, you know, I, I, I can if I want to. I don't do it anymore because I'm old and lazy, but I can. <laughs> and I have... I have a fairly good knowledge of of the basics of a car, you know, even even then. And first lap of the of the you know one on, on one of the endurance tracks, uh, this this older than me man takes us out, and my first thought after thirty seconds is he's lost it. There's there's not a chance that this car is going to make it. One of these laps, <laughs> stuff is gonna fall out from under the car. This is not. We're not gonna. We're gonna walk back, you know. And, and there are cars driving fast. This is not gonna. I was trying to add up in my head how he was gonna make this, make it, make it all the way around the track. And, and now, when you drive out there, it's you know like driving home. It's it's nothing. And you yeah. see it in the face of visitors when you drive out there, and they all sort of take a deep breath, and the car goes quiet, and, and you know. Um, but but <laughs> sorry, I'm I'm drifting off. Uh, your question was what we do. I, I'd say that if you all of all of the people that I talked to on Twitter uh, sat down in a room for two days and tried to think of everything you could possibly test on a car, relevant or not, uh, we do way more than that. So okay. so absolutely everything is my answer. Right. Every button, interior, exterior, handling, chassis, tires, paint, you know, ev- every single thing you can think of. So are you testing everything to the point of failure or do you, after a certain amount of time you go, right, we've, you know, our criteria is, <clears throat> for example, we yank on a door handle 350,000 times and if it doesn't go after that then we're confident that that part is okay you know is it is it is uh, that's that just the... that's just one part of it i mean oh, yeah, yeah. if yeah. you i don't want to say too much and i want to think about what i'm saying but some things are pretty obvious uh, so i don't think i'm i'm giving anything away that i shouldn't i mean mm-hmm. if you look at a door handle there's what you say that you know how many thousand times can you open it that might not yeah. just be us yanking the door. You have other ways of, of testing that too. Yeah, but yeah. then the question is, does it work in, in 50 below zero? Does it work in 50 above zero? Does mm-hmm. it work in sand? Does it work with salt? Does it work with snow? Does it work, you know? And then you have the whole So that will be of- all part of, because you see some, some manufacturers turn around and say, uh, oh, we 
they make a bit of a splash about, oh, we tested this up in the Arctic Circle, we tested it across the desert, we, you know, these sort of things. It's you're you're putting the vehicle in extreme conditions that it possibly could be in, but you're you're trying to go to the extremes to to test these things. Well, you have to. I mean, without giving anything away, you have to. That's that's mm. if you think about it. We sell the same car to to the people north of the Arctic Circles as we sell to I don't know. Dubai or or what wherever it's very very hot, yeah. So naturally, the same car, the same air condition, the same everything needs to to handle all that. And yeah, in such, both a, it's these, such a wide criteria of uh, conditions that it needs to be able to cope with at all times. Exactly, and and not only that, but you should also be able to pull a heavy trailer in both these places, up a mountain and down a mountain, and mm. through snow and sand and storms and. You know, and at the same time, I mean, making that is not too difficult. I mean, there's uh, the Humvee. But if you also want comfort and a, you know, superior sound system and nice leather seats, that's where it gets more complicated. (laughs) Yes. And it's supposed (laughs) to feel good and sound good and smell good, you know, all of it. So it's it's the, the varieties... And the um, how do you say the um, uh, the all the things that has to match and work in in, in different uh, situations are, are still sometimes dawning on me after a decade yeah. of doing this. Uh, so there's not only does the door handle work; it's how does it feel, how does it look, how does it sound, how does it mm. how does it warm up, how does it how does it work in different conditions? You know, it's there's, there's all of this, and that's to every single piece of the car. It's trying to make the same experience each time. Um, yeah, yeah. For the, for the user, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, do you, is the testing that you do is that mainly driving that you do? Uh, I think I do. Well, we have naturally many types of tests, and 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 it's um, how we do them. I suppose that is that is the key to. To having gotten where we are, uh, so so, so uh, exactly how it's done is, is hard to to describe without letting on too much. But oh yeah, yeah. Um, um, it's it's less. Well, let's let's put it like this. I think the, the the amount of driving is roughly what people think it is, but I think we do a lot more that is not driving that people don't think about. Uh, okay. A lot of people think that you drive a car around a bit and you write a note, you know. The rear tire is broken. It's a bit more complicated than that. We do uh, verification and we analyze stuff, and we 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 do a lot to the car. Uh, and you build up naturally after doing this for a decade. You build up a, a knowledge bank yourself that is that is growing by the day. Um, so it'll be a bit. Well, I mean, you're a professional driver, so mm-hmm. um, it'll be similar to race drivers when they they do a lap where they've tweaked a setting they come back in and speak to the engineers mm-hmm. to give feedback on that thing and that's it's that sort of partnership i presume that um happens for for you as well is they'll say i i'm this is me surmising but please mm-hmm. go off and drive around this route because we want to look at this aspect or we want to know about this aspect of the car and then when you've done that for However long we want you to do that for, we'll have a. You, I presume you have a bit of a debrief at the end of it, and 
things like uh, that. Sort of, yeah, but it's more of a constant. Uh, there are there are so many routines, and everything is is woven into to each other so much. So so it's more of a constant, ongoing process uh, okay. uh, with with every every project, every car, every every type of testing. Uh, we're over a hundred drivers, so. Um, but naturally, you de- you develop skills. I mean, uh, just as with any other occupation, some people are better at some stuff, and some people are better at other stuff. Um, I may not be the absolutely first person that they run to if they want to know about an upholstery or a color. Uh, since some no, I think you demonstrated that with your first car. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And, uh, oh, I've demonstrated it in, in so many more ways than that. But, uh, <laughs> well, and that's actually, that's actually Twitter for me has been, you know, people ask questions about Volvos, for instance, older Volvos. I didn't, I didn't have much interest in what was before the 140, before I joined Twitter. And now there are questions, and, you know, it started becoming questions about the PV and the Amazon and, and mm. you know. And and then you sort of go well. I got I got to find this out. Why do I not know this? And you, and you, you know, much as I well, we all I, presume exactly. because you're you're there. You must know everything exactly. <laughs> and 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 uh, as I assume that 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 questions arise with you guys doing the podcast, and you know, you you start to research and, and you look for stuff, and and that's sort yeah. of what happens at work too. You know, questions arise that you haven't thought of, and and. The, I'd say that that one of the things that I think is is crucial to why the present cars are so nice is, you know, the way we think, the way we work, the way we the way we do st- do things, and, and and much of it is is in the methods, I'd suppose. Yeah, uh, with, with yeah. smart solutions, and 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 like I said, there should be. A, a, I, I wish that everyone who bought a, a V90 or an S90 or an XC90 knew about all these smart functions in it so that they could fully appreciate the car. They buy it and most people drive it and, and they may not know about all the smart things that it can do for them, mm-hmm. uh, which is a shame. But then again, I suppose that's the way with, with all cars on the market. Yeah, I mean, if you look at people with technology now, how many people actually get the full experience from whatever it is you know whether it's their phone or anything exactly. and 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 now cars are so much more technological exactly um, that that it is i mean for example the uh the s90 v90 that you know it's so much control is through the is through the very nice big touchscreen yes um, you know we were given a quick demonstration of the the variety of menus and sub menus and you sort of go wow you know and then and that that allows the designer to make a cleaner in inverted commas cleaner and clearer uh cabin for people to sit in absolutely um um so you know it's sort of it, all the but you have to take the time to sit it's not like a oh that's obviously the heater switch that's the fan switch you know you've got to take the time to right i need to look at it. and as soon as you know it it's fine because um you have it has voice control as well doesn't it so yes that that helps exactly people can shout at their car <laughs> that's actually because you hear a lot of, um, about customers or journalists who drive the cars and they're like they're not really comfortable with the with the touchscreen, for instance, and and you, and you tell them that. But you can do all that by voice. Everything is the thing that you've said. 
are not easy mm -hmm. to do on the touchscreen while driving. You can do by voice command, for instance. Yeah. So there's often someone in a in an office somewhere that has hopefully thought about the problem that 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 you as a customer uh, come upon. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and and if not, then that's part of the testing thing. Exactly. It's, you guys, you, not only are you driving it, but you're having it. it you're um, be interfacing with the how they've designed the interior when oh, it gets to a certain point of the of the process. Um, so then you can say, well, hang on, this I've always had trouble, you know, whatever it is, doing this because that switch just is a bit far out of reach or whatever. You know, it's that it's that sort of constant thing. Absolutely. Um, which is, which is why so many miles and so many people are chucked in the cars in development stage that hopefully by the time it comes to us or me, everything is how they want it. The, every, the, the company is confident that this will work now. This is fine. This, is, this will do what we want it to do. This, yes. is, this, is, this is the thing. So, um, so it's, it's not just pounding miles it's oh god no uh, so much more to it um, hopefully uh, the, i mean the goal is somewhere that i i'm supposed to find whatever you might find before you do it because i yeah. have the car before you do yeah. to put it simply you know uh, yeah. and and you're not supposed to see it at all naturally then there are yeah. things that i mean it doesn't matter how much you how big of it we have seven million square meters fenced in uh, up at Hellerid and 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 mm -hmm. you know public roads uh, to our disposal as well, actually uh, somewhere in the world and and uh, no matter how much you do it, there is someone with a family somewhere that's going to find something that that you can't find. But you know you try to minimize that as much as possible, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I presume there's there's very large fences where people are kept very far away at your testing grounds. Actually, I've not seen one in Gothenburg. There, there, there has apparently been occasions where people have tried to see things that they are not supposed to see naturally. But from what I know, I think it's that people know that they it's useless to even try uh, where we are because they can't even get close. So, so uh, I, I've not heard of any attempts even, uh, which is smart because it's a long trip up there and it's hard to find. It's forests and, and hard to get to and you won't be able to see anything anyway. So it's, it's probably <laughs> just simply not worth it, I assume. So um, when it comes to the development of a new vehicle, mm -hmm. how far ahead of time are you starting to do testing that, that you get your hands <laughs> on a vehicle if if you can answer that i, I don't know I, if that's an awkward question or not uh i don't know if i can that's often my that's my whole problem on twitter as well i have to dumb myself down so much and on so many occasions because i don't know what i can say no usually i do know what i can't say but 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 i i on many occasions i think i could have said more than i than i do but i usually put it this way when, when friends ask if if you've heard of it, even I'm most mm. likely tired of it. Okay, um, all right. And that's, so, that's so, nice answer. <laughs> yeah, it's. it's I'm, sorry for putting you in. No, 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 it's all right. It's right. <laughs> but the, the 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 development process is naturally not just a couple of weeks. It's it's pretty it's pretty long, you know. And yeah. and and it also depends. Is it 
if it's a version of a car, then you obviously already have the the base car. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you then you have the cases where there are uh, cars that are already there, but you have a whole new drivetrain, for example. And actually, yeah. with us especially, that goes through very extensive testing. So, so I mean, when you get your hands on the car, uh, like I said, someone's been doing everything that we possibly think that you could, you know, do in it mm-hmm. before you do it to make sure that, that nothing goes wrong. So, so quite a long bit ahead, yeah. And do you still enjoy your job? I actually thought about this when you asked me about this. That was, that was actually one of the things that I thought about. And and I still can say I think that from the day I started at Limousine, I I don't think I've had a single day where I, because of the job, says that I don't want to go to work or think that I don't want to go to work. I, I don't think I've had even one of that one of those days. I'm not saying I'm overly excited every single day, but the job has never been the reason for me not wanting to go. Excellent. Well, that's good to hear. So you're you're, you're going to be uh, you're going to be you know about future Volvos uh, that aren't even a twinkle in our eye. This is this is and oh, will be for some time. And this absolutely. is this. Oh, that's that's good to know. <laughs> uh, when I get when I can say, ah, oh, I know someone who who's probably tried to break this. Yes, oh, most definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, a slight side step now. Sure. From uh, what you do during the day, you've got a side project, haven't you? Uh, are you referring to the Pemster Life and the? Yes, that's actually uh, uh, one of my my best friends. Who it's his uh, side project. Uh, I just okay. happen to be the um, the voice of it on 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 Twitter, uh, but it's uh, okay. entirely his. I'm, I'm uh, no more than a uh, no more than a happy um, helper. Uh, but yes, I involve myself as much as I can, and and uh, it's actually the key to. You talked about motorsport before, and mm-hmm. and that has helped us uh, get to know, for instance, the the racing team, the Alpha Racing team that we have. If you go to the YouTube channel for for Pimstar Life, um, you can see quite a lot of of nice movies uh, from from the racetrack. So it's opened a lot of doors into the into the racing world and into the motorcycle world but uh, uh can you yeah. can you explain to anyone who who doesn't know what pimstar life is what 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 is the what what it is and, and what you what you do i mean I'll, I'll have links in the show notes to the youtube channel um, excellent I'll do that um it started as a, as a clothing brand that that, that um, when he started it, the, the, and it still is nothing but a but a clothing brand. Um, and and we all drove uh, or rode uh, supermotos back in those days. Um, and now it's a, a lifestyle brand, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. with with uh, clothes and sunglasses and, and and gloves and whatnot. And there is quite a lot of fun stuff in the in the pipeline i'd say um and 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 we've we've pushed quite hard on the worldwide family part uh, i don't have it in my head right now but but i think we've sold to every continent and, and god knows how many countries 
uh, followers from all over the world. We passed 100,000 followers on Facebook a long time ago and, and 90-something thousand on, on Instagram. Um, so it's it's quite cool when someone tells you they've been on an airplane and, and seen someone else with the same hoodie uh, mm. at a completely different place in the world. So everything yeah. that, that moves and, and with or without an engine and, and is fast and, and they can make you hurt yourself. That's that's where we try to be. Uh, no, that's excellent. Cause I, 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 so you are the uh, social media. Uh, uh, at least on, 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 on Twitter, yeah. Uh, I, 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 yeah, and uh, I suppose I'm. I, it started with me being uh, slightly interested in, in, in cars. So I, I sort of took that upon myself to try to get ins on the in the car car world we also have a, a rally car for instance that is uh, has our, our logos on it um, right. a fiesta r5 that is definitely one of the cars in the world i would like mostly to to try out um so it's 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 nice uh, it's it's it, it opens a lot of doors and makes us meet a lot of people and and it's the source of, of very much fun stuff going on in our lives yeah i was going to say so from the tweets i've seen and everything it does it looks like it's it's fun it which, is. Um, it, it, I've said it before, but the, sometimes the the whole motoring world is sometimes a little bit too serious. Yes. People forget that you know you can have fun with this, and it it should be fun as well. It's a, this is for a lot of people. It's it's our hobby and our interest, so it needs to be fun as well. Yes, and and. Especially us adults, well, uh, grown-ups at least, uh, <laughs> need to realize in age. That, exactly, exactly. <laughs> need to realize that that it's it's nothing wrong with with you know uh, giving in to your your desires and and your because uh, I mean as we grow older, uh, we 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 find ourselves. I mean, I haven't had a bike for quite a while because I needed to to sell it to to afford the BRCs and PRZ simply. Uh, but but I mean, there's not been a season where I'm not looking, and now I'm approaching a, a point of where I might be able to buy one, and we start talking about what we're going to ride next season. And you know, you sort of never give up on on the on the having fun part, going to events and and and, and you know, enjoying it. Uh, you need to to set aside both time and money to to do what is fun and completely unnecessary. I think. Yes, quite. Right, I'm going to now go to the section where there's the quickfire questions. All right. Uh, and in this section, I mm -hmm. try desperately not to make any comments or anything. I will ask the question. <laughs> okay, okay. You will, you will answer. I will move on to the next question because I, uh, I, I don't want to um, spend a few more days as we, we go down the rabbit holes that these questions can open up, um, which right, is why right. I picked them, actually. But, it, yes. but I'm just interested to hear what, what people say on these ones. So I'm going to start now with um, what currently excites you about the motoring world? Um, everyone is expecting me to say autonomous driving now and, and the technology in the cars and safety. But um, what excites me is that I see brands going back to um, Alpha, for example, with rear-wheel drive and more analog cars. The the GD86 and the BRZ was developed. The MX-5 is still out there. The uh, NSX is coming. The um, the 4C is out there. So there is 
a force in the around the tables where the people who decide stuff sits that clings on to driver's cars, analog cars that are just meant for driving. And as normal cars approach autonomy, uh, or so I've heard, um, <laughs> I expect that the, that the force pushing the other way, or I hope that the force pushing the other way will also grow stronger. So, so I, I, I'm hoping that we will sort of have ends of the scale that are further from each other, but that will also mean that the, that the, the car that I buy after the BR said um, is maybe even more analog, even or at least as analog. It still has a naturally aspirated engine with a with a differential lock and and you know maybe even a manual gearbox if I have to, you know. Um, so so that's that's what excites me. It excites me very much that 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 I see that there is no trend of letting this go. It, it will always be driver's cars. That's that's what I'm hoping for, and that's what excites me. Okay, then. So what worries you about the motoring world? Um, what worries me is that the whole concept of, of connected cars and, and autonomy and, and um, I, um, I don't know how to describe it. it it's, it's, there's so much technology which I don't personally doubt, not not the parts of it that I see. Uh, but you also have to make sure that the users and the people around it adapt. Do you understand what I mean? Yes. If, if we, it's if a cultural have, shift. It's a cultural exactly, shift for and, us. And if we're going to have autonomous cars, in the end, you have to teach your kids to look for, I don't know, elect, just take electric cars. A simple thing like that. Two years ago, three years ago, people, you know, were close to getting run over all the time because they weren't used to a car moving around without engine noise. Mm. And nowadays, we're all used to that there might be a hybrid or a Tesla or something around the corner that you need to look out for. I mean, imagine the shift in, in connected cars and autonomy, making it you know, doing it right so that it, it helps the, I, I, I think, I mean, that the Volvo CEO has said that if the technology doesn't aid the driver or make it safer or, or is pointless, we're not going to use it. And I think that that's, you know, it's well put. You don't want to add technology just because it's there or that because it's a cool feature or because you can do it, you know, like unlocking your house from your car. You know, I can pick up my phone when I stand still. So, so that that I wouldn't say it worries me because I think we're gonna do it right. But but you still need to be on your on your toes about it. Mm -hmm. I, I did say I wasn't going to comment, didn't I? Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, that was yeah. that was an excellent answer. I, I I agree so much with what you just said. Okay. There, so, um, uh, what has been your favorite car to drive and why was that? Okay, I, w I was hoping I could give you a more exciting answer to this, but I got to say the BRZ because I use it, like I said, no matter how much I test a car at work, it's it's not the same as using it, you know, in daily life. And mm -hmm. um, it amazes me in its simplicity every single day still. Uh, so So it's... 
it is my favorite car because my goal was a car that I could use to and from work in rain, in snow, in minus, you know, 20 degrees and plus 35 degrees on a track, off a track, on snow. And, and it does it does all that. And I'm so impressed with that. I mean, it's it's it doesn't have the climate comfort of a Volvo or the if in winter I would drive circles around myself if I had the V40 instead. But it, it manages it and, and it's brilliant. So I'd say that car. Now, I just assumed this was cars I've owned. You mean at all? Um, no, any, any car at all. Any car that you have driven. Well, now that it's out, uh, and I don't, I, don't, I don't get paid to say this. I don't say it because I've always said that you should, you should judge a car for what it is. So I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to go ahead and say the V90 because it's, it's so much more brilliant than I thought it would be. Well, not like that, but, but you know, and it, and, and it does what it's supposed to do so very well. So my ideal garage right now would be to have a V90 and the one I have uh, and a motorcycle, but that's not a car. Uh, so <laughs> I'd say it's a, it's a tie between the V90 and mine. And if I have to choose one, it's, it's the one I have because it can do all those things and it does it very well. Okay. Excellent. Um, what has been your least favorite car to drive and why was that? Oh God. And this is coming from the UK. Um, I'm going to start by excusing myself for this because I was very young. I had only had my <laughs> driver's license for a year and I'd only driven, you know, not, not that many cars, maybe 20 different cars or 30 different cars. We were on a vacation in Spain. I was with my parents and my dad got a rented car that was a Rover. And <laughs> I think it was a diesel that was not, you know, that was naturally aspirated. I'm not sure, but I think. And it was so boring. Nothing. I, it might have been me not being used to driving a diesel or, you know, the Spanish. It was the first time that I really sort of drove out, out, you know, in a completely different country in a different traffic situation. But I just remember sitting in it and there was, like I said, I didn't. I, I had had my license for maybe not even a year or if it was even brand fresh. I don't know. But it was, there was there was nothing. There was no connection from the car. There was no you know the stereo was bad and the I kind of like the seats and you know the, the 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 car itself. Looking at it, it was okay. But but it was there was there was nothing. There was there was and it was also one of the first time that, times that I thought about driving experience because it was mm. I guess the first time that I judged a car as well because I'd driven my parents' car mostly so, and then I don't get to choose those. That's their cars. I don't have a say. <laughs> but this one was so. So I'm gonna say that that was my worst experience. I'm sure if I drove it today, it wouldn't have been that bad. But but that was the only time that I really felt that I just want to get out of this thing as fast as I can. Unfortunately, I don't remember what model it was. <laughs> That's okay. I'm gonna get. <laughs> we don't want to narrow down the hold for this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what car would you like to own next? Uh. Ask me in a month. Uh, the, the, I'm going to go out to Porsche here and, and try to, to get a test drive in a Cayman. And um, I'm very jealous of that. Uh, I'd love to. I've, I've come to understand that it's not as easy in, in the UK. Um, but I'm, I've talked to him and he said that I'm very welcome because he's convinced that if I try it, I'll buy it eventually. Uh, and we'll see about that. Um, the 4C, same thing. 
you you're asking what I'd like to own, not what I would own. But the Cayman is, is, is yeah, a, yeah. This is this can be this can be realistic or it can be complete fantasy. It's there's no exactly it's whatever. And, and the Cayman is is I'd say fairly realistic, especially if I should you know have a different workplace uh, in the future uh, closer to home because I mean the Volvo headquarters is, is quite close and, and, and I don't want to commute in Cayman but if I should land a job there who knows um, mm-hmm. so Cayman in the in the reality if it's as good as I think it is I've driven the Boxster S uh, a few years back with the PDK and it was it was it was good but but it needs to be a lot better than mine for that extra money that it costs to own it and and mm-hmm. in the unrealistic thing, when you live in a country like this, with the weather we have, I'd say the 4C, not having driven it, because it's, like I said, even more analog, even more a step back from from all the gadgets. And, and it's it's mm. not even connected, I think. So, yeah. Okay. So what is your favorite road to drive on? Well, since I drive it every day, and there are sort of two roads leading up to work, you've seen them both on about a million five hundred thousand periscopes. Um, <laughs> I do enjoy those roads because I know them. I think it's that I know them so well. So, so you know, since you know them, you can you can maybe sometimes even go a little bit over the speed limit uh, at some points. And 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 allegedly, I, 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 that's just a theoretical uh, thing. And, and, yes, uh, absolutely. <laughs> And I enjoy them. And, and apart from them, I would say, I mean, actually, there are heaps of roads here. Uh, if you just travel a bit, uh, I, I, all the periscopes you've seen, basically, roads around Gothenburg. Um, and if we're talking far, far away from here, it would be the, there's something called the Trolls Path. Uh, at the very top of Norway, uh, in the Arctic Circle, I, I think I've said on Twitter, a friend of mine and I drove up there and back in a weekend, uh, north of the Arctic Circle. And there's something called Trollstegen, the Trolls Pass, and it's it's uh, sort of like the Alp passes, you know, a winding road that goes down from, from on a mountainside. That was also right, quite okay. spectacular. Uh, mm. So yeah, those. Okay. What is the most pointless optional extra you've had the misfortune to experience? That is, that I think that might be the toughest question about cars I've ever had. Um, I don't know. For me personally, it's heated steering wheel. Why would you need that when you have a fuel heater? The car is already hot, but apparently people like it. Well, then again, you, you you know what? You are asking me, so I'm going to say heated steering wheel. It's completely, you know, I, I, I get why you need it, because people like it, because people are cold. I wear a T-shirt now, so I don't I don't need it. But for me, yeah, heated steering wheel. Okay. Uh, who do you think this show should talk to next? Oh, wow. Oh, you put me on the spot there. Uh, well, anyone of the <laughs> uh, very interesting... I'm so bad with names. I have my Twitter set to only show handles, so half the people's names I don't know. There's a confession for me. Um, 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 <laughs> you, you, you have... You have uh, I think it's interesting when other people talk about design. So I'm going to say one of these... 
one one of the of the people that we that we you have Speed Monkey, um, Matt, for instance. You have um, yeah. this is just off the top of my head, and it's not going to be fair because I'm, I'm put on the spot. But the Matteo uh, Licata, yes. you know who that is. Um, yep. Oof. Um, well, the 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 the, the design people sort of the, the people who talk about aspects naturally i'm being egoistic but who talk about the the aspects of a car that i don't necessarily am good at or or think about there's a, a third guy that i want to mention but i can't find his his name he's also design uh, well i have both those that you've mentioned i have both those on my list of people to approach and uh, badger excellent to come on the show. So um, that's good that I am, uh, my thought process is in remotely the right area yeah. of what you're yeah, thinking. So that's definitely. good. That's good. Um, right. Well, thank you very much for, for being on with thank me. Thank you. Um, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. I've, I've now got a better appreciation um, with what a test driver does, although we have had to keep it fairly loose because it would be unfair for me to ask specific questions, yeah. although I have lots of them, as you can imagine. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and I know I really, I really appreciate getting a little window into what goes on Thank you. Uh, on that side of things. And also um, the, the other, the other side of things you do mm. and, uh, and your car history. That's, it's been uh, really interesting. I, I really appreciate Thank that. Thank you. So um, what are the best ways for people to uh, follow you or keep up with what you're doing? What um, I'd say to follow, well, for me personally, it would be the uh, the Twitter account. It's, it's Buddha PSL, B-U-D-D-A-P-S-L on, on Twitter. And and for the rest of the shenanigans that we do at Pimstar Life, it's it's simply just to look for Pimstar Life on, on basically every social media channel that there is. Um to keep up with with that madness. Um, okay, I will have those in the show notes for everybody to excellent to follow. And I thoroughly recommend uh, following you on Twitter because that's where we met, Absolutely. as it were. Uh, and you've been good enough to uh, listen to my waffling of course, yes. and uh, <laughs> questions. So, no, well, thank you very much for coming. Thank on, you so much, and um, really appreciate that. So, thanks a lot. Thank you. I'm honoured. Thanks once again to Krista for coming on Rear View and chatting to me. I hope you found that as fascinating as I did. If you want to suggest someone who you think we should talk to on the show, please do get in touch. If you use the hashtag RearViewPod, we'll be guaranteed to see it in Motoring Podcast Towers. If you want to get in touch with me directly, search for Crap Windscreen on Twitter. If you'd like to keep up to date with motoring news and opinions, go try out our sister show, The Motoring Podcast. And please don't forget to leave a review and rating on iTunes, or however your podcast app lets you do that. It really does matter to the show. So until next time, that was Krista Adelby, I've been Andrew Clues, and safe motoring.